Hey, movie lovers, it's a new week, and that means new movies. We have two movies about war, two phoned-in copies of older movies, and a lot of guns. We have some news and new trailers as always, so guess what? It's the week of April 21st, and this is Future Flicks with Billion. All right, everyone, welcome. Welcome, like I said, this is Future Flicks, which means by process of elimination, I am your host, Billiam. Let me give you a little background, a little information into what I do, just in case you're new. And if you're new, welcome. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. I know we have a few new listeners, at least a couple. I don't know. I really don't get accurate numbers. And I feel bad bothering Snarf Chris every week going, hey, do I have new, do I have new listeners? How many? What is it now? Oh my God, what am I at? Double digits? Oh, sh! I'm going to be Oprah rich. Anyway, I know we have a few new listeners. I know one of them, or a couple of them, actually. So to all of you, welcome. Welcome to Future Flix. So in this podcast, I go over every movie that's being released during the week. I tell you what it's about, who's in it, as well as my thoughts on it. I will give that movie a score, which I call the Billiam's Interest Level, a.k.a. the Bill Score. This score is based on the trailer and anything I've read about the movie, but let's start this episode with some housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Tumblr, and any podcast listening app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website. That's somewhatnerdy.com. You can reach me on the following platforms, Twitter, at BilliamSWN, email, BilliamReviews at gmail.com, and Instagram, BilliamSWN there as well. Since the last episode, and by the way, this is episode 39. We're almost at 40. That That is a nice round number. 40 is almost to 50. 50 is almost to 100. 100 is almost a million episodes. We're almost there. Almost there. All right. Since episode 38, I wrote two blogs. I did a review of the anime Your Name. And I watched Sandy Wexler, Adam Sandler's new movie, and you're welcome. I did it, so you don't have to. So check out those blogs on the Somewhat Nerdy website. Links will be in the show notes. I'd also like to take some time to give a shout out to my friends at Uncorked Gamers. So this is where I feel like a real a-hole, because I didn't know they had a podcast. So I went to high school with these guys. Uh, I, I was... What was it? Two, three years ahead of them? I don't, I don't know exactly, but I was a few years ahead of them. They have had a podcast that has been on for the last episode was 133, and this is the first I knew of them. I knew Uncork Gamers before because they followed me on Twitter, but I am a terrible human being and didn't immediately follow back and thus forgot about it. So, guys, I am sorry. But it's all good now. I'm following them. They're following me. I am set to hang out with them. At least hang out next Tuesday. So we'll see if that leads to recording. We'll see if that leads to me being on their show. And we'll see where that goes. Who knows? Maybe they'll even be interested in being on future flicks. We'll see. So don't forget to check out the Uncorked Gamers as well as all the other podcasts on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Square Circle. As always, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast as well. They're currently on a hiatus in between their semesters. Just one week break because they f*** up. Well, my friends, let's get on to our first segment, which, as always, 
is the news. According to Variety, Jude Law has been cast as young Dumbledore in the next Fantastic Beasts movie. Only time will tell if they are going to hint at the relationship. I forgot, was it a full-on relationship? Some Harry Potter fan, correct me here. Was it a full-on relationship or did Grindelwald and Dumbledore just love each other? You know, hit me up in the comments, tell me what the truth is. But my question is, will they hint at that in these movies? And how many extreme right-wingers are going to boycott it because of that? That'll be fun. That'll be fun to see. Next in the news, Netflix is bringing Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego back with Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin voicing the master criminal. I said voicing, thus meaning it will be an animated show and will take more inspiration from the old cartoon than the video games, game show, or board games. This according to Nerdist News. Collider says that Army Hammer reports that Man from Uncle 2 is in the works. This is a pleasant surprise, seen as the first movie was, well, a pleasant surprise. The new Labyrinth movie isn't going to be a remake or a reboot. It's going to be a sequel just without the Goblin King. David Bowie's famous character will not be recast, so says Hollywood Reporter. And you know what? I think that's just right. We can't have Jareth recast. That, that would be wrong. According to Variety, a movie based on the Pierce Anthony famous book series Xanth is in the works with Stephen Paul at the helm. If you haven't read any Pierce Anthony, I would check out Xanth or I would check out the Incarnations of Immortality series. Those are all great. Oh, Split Infinity was another great book. J just pick up some Pierce Anthony. It is classic sci-fi. It is amazing. Finally, in the news, the next X-Men film titled New Mutants is set to start filming this summer, according to Screen Rant. So with that, we are done with the news for this week. And my future fans, you know what time it is. It's time for Billiam's Trailer Trove. If you remember the movie based on the Stephen King short story, The Mist, get ready for the TV show based on The Mist. It's coming to Spike TV in June. Check out the trailer. It could be very good. Or it could be garbage. You know what it's like when Stephen King makes movies or TV shows. It's either good or it's garbage. So we'll see which one this is. The second trailer for Baby Driver came out, and it has a lot of the same scenes from the first trailer, but with just a few new ones put into the mix. Check it out if you're interested in this movie with a silly name. It looks really good. We also got a look at a film called Detroit with the same writer and director as The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty, which means this is going to be a cuddly smile fest. This stars John Boyega and Will Poulter. It's about the 1967 uprising in Detroit. We now have a Red Band trailer for the upcoming Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson action comedy. This is called The Hitman's Bodyguard. It looks like Reynolds and Jackson play themselves, and that's pretty amazing, actually. Finally, in the trove, we have a trailer for American Assassin. This is based off a Vince Flynn book from his best-selling Mitch Rapp series. It was based on the prequel, which tells the story of how Mitch Rapp became the best CIA agent. I can already tell they have changed something. This isn't a spoiler because they show it in the trailer, and it's the first thing that happens in the book, or one of the few first things. In the book, his wife, now fiancé in the, in the movie, was on one of the planes that crashed in on 9-11. But that was probably too much for the film, so instead she died from fictional terrorist attack. Check out the trailer. It looks really good. I just want to make a quick note. I am drinking something from the diabolical mind of Critter. That's right, Somewhat Nerdy Radios and the Watch Your Mouth Podcast's very own Critter came up with a drink. He mixed champagne and ecto-cooler. I double-checked. I double-checked on his Facebook page and he has not named this 
So just for now, I'm calling it a Boomosa. You're welcome. You take that. That's yours. All right, friends, let's start with the movies. Let's get right into it. I say get right into it after a million tangents. Let's get into it with a movie called Phoenix Forgotten. Three teenagers go searching for answers after a famous UFO sighting in Phoenix, Arizona. They were never seen again. And 20 years later, their footage was found. Yet another found footage horror movie. God damn, I hate these. The, the trailer is kind of sad, actually, but not sad like the beginning of Land Before Time, but sad like watching a fat dog trying to hop a fence. Like, give up, buddy. You're not going to make it. What makes it so sad is how they try to show off who worked on the film. They boast they have these produ- the producer of Aliens and Blade Runner and The Martian and the creative team behind Maze Runner, the, the Maze Runner series, and the producer who worked on The 300. That's great. You still have a mediocre-looking found footage thriller. I'm going to put another link in the show notes because Roz from Roz's Midnight Macabre wrote a blog about this. He actually seems uh, seems to like it, and I don't blame him because he is a horror fan. It is what he does. It is what he eats, sleeps, and breathes. Uh, that and metal. And I'm surprised he has enough hands for horror just because there's too much metal for one hand. But he wrote a tra- he wrote a blog, says he thinks it's going to look good. But he's coming from a place I'm not. I like horrors. I enjoy them. But he loves them. He sees things in this trailer and in all horror trailers that I don't. So check out his blog. I'm going to, like I said, put a link to it in the show notes. Read it. I am a jack of all trades movie guy, master of none. And he is a master of horror. So check it out. But let's continue with my thoughts. What these people are hoping for is that we don't take into account how often the title of producer or executive producer is just handed out. There have been movies that were kickstarted that have be listed as an executive producer as a reward. Okay, sure, there is an executive producer, one person above all others in charge of producing who produces the most, but some of the producing credits are also meaningless. They just took Blair Witch Project and replaced the witch with aliens. That's what this movie did. And it got some of the same people who worked on some great movies and had them work on this movie and then are using their names to try and generate buzz. The whole trailer was nothing but bad acting and a shaky cam and there's no reason that you should watch this in theaters. If you want to watch it at all, don't pay for it, stream it, or Redbox it if it even ever comes to Redbox or streaming. That's it. Phoenix Forgotten gets forgotten at a 1 out of 11. Okay, that was a bad start to the week. Let's switch to something that isn't garbage, shall we? Let's move on to a movie called Sandcastle. A young soldier finds himself in the middle of a war he doesn't think he's cut out for. The problem is, he's stuck with his fellow soldiers defending a small village that doesn't even want them there. This stars Nicholas Holt from Mad Max Fury Road, Henry Cavill from Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, and Glenn Powell from Scream Queens. This is a Netflix original movie, but unlike Sandy Wexler, this one is actually going to get some theater time. I'm guessing Netflix thinks that people would actually pay to see this one, as opposed to Adam Sandler's latest movie. We've seen war movies before, and each war has its different tone. This one is based around the Iraq War, so it's still fresh in all of our minds. The trailer made it look like this movie won't take a political stance, but be more honest with its telling. Of course, there could be a huge political subplot to it, but the trailer just covered it up or failed to show it. Time will tell. 
Nicholas Holt is a fantastic actor, and he's being backed up by Superman himself, so we're not going to have to worry about the acting in this one. The writing looks good from what the trailer showed us, and it looks well shot. The only question left is, what's the full story? Will this be about Matt... Nicholas Holt's character not wanting to be in Iraq and dealing with the fact that he can't leave? Will it mostly focus on the soldiers trying to help the people out who don't even want them there? Normally this would have been a movie that we've seen before, but it's the idea that they're combining two stories, the stories I previously mentioned, and making it into its own movie. It's turning something we've seen before into something new or, or new-ish, which could be interesting. This is getting a theater release, like I said before, but I don't think you need to rush to the theaters to see this. Netflix will get it in a few months and you can enjoy it then. After all, you're already paying for Netflix, why pay for one of their original movies as well? Especially when it doesn't look impressive enough to warrant a theater trip. Sandcastle gets a 7 out of 11. Alright friends, let's move on to the next film. Let's move on to that next film this week, which is called Unforgettable. Julia and David just got married. But trouble comes around in the form of David's ex-wife, Tessa, who Julia quickly learns isn't in her right mind. This stars Rosario Dawson from Rent and Daredevil and Iron Fist and all the other Netflix Marvel shows and Katherine Heigl from Grey's Anatomy. God, Katherine Heigl is such a actress. I, I know I'm going to get heat for saying this, but she is terrible. Rosario Dawson is really good and can hopefully carry Heigl's dead weight. Snarf Chris has told me that what he wants for the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network is to start getting more guests on. And Somewhat Nerdy Radio has guests planned, and I don't, because I, I don't know where to start. You know, I'll obviously have the Uncorked Gamers on sometime within the next few months, but with each episode I do, I realize that the list of people who'd be willing to be on my podcast slowly dwindles. Not that Katherine Heigl or Michael Bay would ever be on the show, but once we make it big, I may have a hard time with some interviews. Oh, well, well, we'll burn that bridge when I get to it, but rant over. Let's actually talk about this movie for a change. How about that? You know what this movie really looks like? When I was watching the trailer, it reminded me of Obsessed from 2009. That movie with Idris Elba, Ali Larder, and Beyonce. Just like I said about Phoenix Forgotten, we've seen this movie before. And if they changed anything to make it different, the trailer didn't show. In fact, the whole movie was in the trailer. Watch a trailer. You've seen the movie. Just either kill Katherine Heigl in the end or throw her in jail and the other two live happily ever after. That's it. You know what? I'm actually glad I went on a rant earlier because if I didn't, I wouldn't have much to say for this part of the podcast. This movie looks so run-of-the-mill, it's boring. I was bored during the trailer. This is going to be a predictable mess that no one should see. Unless you love movies like this, and I mean love. Unless you know this movie is a carbon copy of many movies that came before it, and you're okay with that, only then should you see this movie. Otherwise, forget about this trash. Unforgettable gets a 1 out of 11. Alright, my future fans, there's one movie before the break, and that movie is called Ozzy. Ozzy is a dog, and when his family goes on vacation, he's left at a 5-star pet resort that turns out to be a pet prison. He makes new friends, and together they plan their escape. This is an animated movie that has the voice of stand-up comedian Jeff Foxworthy, Will Sasso from Mad TV, and Rob Schneider from Deuce Bigelow Male Gigolo. And wow, this movie looks like garbage. It looks like someone took a Pixar movie and then photocopied it, and then photocopied that photocopy, and then copied that copy, and copied that copy, and kept going until it was unrecognizable. 
This is the worst example of a European animated movie. The animation makes Jimmy Neutron look like it was live action. This was so sh** that they couldn't even get anyone really famous to lend their voices, and celebrities love lending their voices to animated movies. Look at any of the last anime, animated movies I've talked about. Okay, except for your name. Take a look at Smurfs and Boss Baby. Look how many people lent their voices to it. And then look at this one. I really like Will Sasso. And Jeff Foxworthy used to be really funny. And Rob Schneider, yeah, he's a person. <laughs> but this is a sign. This was so sh** that they couldn't even get more famous people to lend their voices. Even last week's Atrocity Spark had three famous people. I'm not saying an animated movie needs famous people in it. I'm just saying that the fact that they didn't get any says a lot. It feels like Spain's version of Hollywood saw movies like Pet and Zootopia and Sing and wanted to capitalize on the talking animals market, but they did a piss poor job. After watching this trailer, I could go back and give Spark a Space Tale a 3 out of 11 instead of a 1 because this, my future fans, is what a true 1 looks like. If I had to choose between Ozzy and Spark a Space Tale, I would pick Spark in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even have to sit and think about it. So I upgrade Spark from last week to a 3 and this movie gets a 1. One last note though, if you have kids and want to go see a movie in theaters, Boss Baby and maybe Smurfs are still out there, so skip this one. And to make it official and say it like I normally do, Ozzy gets a 1 out of 11. Alright friends, you'll notice that last week I had two promos because I finally got a promo for Nerds of the Squared Circle because I talked to Snarf Chris and it didn't occur to him that he didn't give me the promo for Nerds of the Squared Circle and it never occurred to me to ask. So we righted that wrong, so now there are two promos. So get ready for our break as we listen to a word from our friends at both Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle. Imagine yourself on a journey with the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Nerds of the Squared Circle on somewhatnerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on somewhatnerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on somewhatnerdy.com. Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. All right, and we're back. And since we're back, I changed drinks. I used that time to change drinks. And the drink I got, I call a Champagne Larry. Ken, Dan, and Critter may be able to see where I'm going with this. And anyone who listens to Watch Your Mouth may be able to see. But I decided, why not? I'm going to go crazy today. Today is when I treat myself. So I'm going all fancy-like. And I got some orange soda add to my Champagne because I secretly hate myself. No, I don't. That's a lie. I'm pr I'm pretty awesome. But <laughs> so Champagne Larry, uh, I prefer the Boomosa. 
But that's uh, that's my drink update. There you go. I'm, aren't you glad you are listening to Future Flex with Billiam as he drinks and gets more inebriated and talks about movies? Not too far gone, though, because I can still say inebriated. Oh, well, we're back from our break. We have four movies left. And the first one is called Citizen Jane, Battle for the City. Don't get your hopes up. This is a documentary that follows Jane Jacobs, who was an activist who fought the wealthy urban planner Robert Moses over the fate of poor neighborhoods in New York in the 60s. Okay, with a name like that, you'd think this movie was going to be a lot more badass. But too bad it isn't. I'm going to be really short about this one because this could have been a really interesting topic, but the way it's presented comes off as mind-numbingly boring. It looks poorly put together and poorly presented. This movie has won a few awards, but I have the feeling that it's the movie's political undertones, like current political undertones, that got it any nominations for any award. What undertones, you may ask? Let's turn to Variety for the answer. They refer to Robert Moses as Trumpian. Because that's a word now. That's right. People are already comparing Moses to Trump and viewing Jane Jacobs as your everyday person who can fight him. We need everyday people to stand up for what they believe in. We do. We really do. We need people to stand up to try and make change. Do we need views and opinions from outside of Washington? Yes. But do we need terribly put together documentaries that make my 10th grade presentation on modern TV programming look Oscar worthy? Hell no. Citizen Jane, Battle for the City, gets a 2 out of 11. Alright, next up on our list of movies this week is a movie called Born in China. This is a documentary about China's wildlife. This follows a panda, a golden monkey, and a snow leopard. This documentary is narrated by John Krasinski of The Office fame. I love nature documentaries so much, but I just have a problem with the way Disney does them. I... And just in general, I have a love-hate relationship with Disney because they do a lot of great work, truly wonderful work, but they also put out a lot of garbage. They just flood the market with so many things. And also, they're notorious for stealing ideas, and they're just using their money to settle out of court, and then also silence any news of it. But let's talk about why I'm not a huge fan of documentaries from Disney, and that's because of the stupid family narrative they force on these films okay let's be honest here all documentaries have a narrative sculpted by the producer or director even bbc nature documentaries have to build a story they can't just go okay here's a leopard doing some they go oh this, this leopard is hunting for his meal he hasn't eaten in three days and that is a delicious looking baboon Wait, it should have been a cheetah if it was a baboon that's hunting, right? Okay, whatever. I don't care. Science! But Disney always tries to turn their documentaries into some family bullshit. Disney documentaries even borrow footage from other sources. They've gotten a lot better with it, though. Their first documentary, Earth, was just a retelling of BBC's Planet Earth. They just made up some bullshit story to go along with the movie and then recut it. But since then... They started, at least I believe they have, started to get their own footage, and more and more of their own footage. I haven't read anything about this one borrowing any footage from anyone else but their own people. So we'll see. We'll see what comes out after the movie does. Still, I just want to see a documentary. I'll tell you what, Disney Nature, people will go see a nature documentary even if you don't make up a story to go along with it. Watch what David Attenborough does and do that. This is going to have really great 
footage of three interesting animals, as well as a lot of footage of a very elusive creature. I remember when Planet Earth came out, the BBC documentary Planet Earth came out, they had to wait months for a sighting of a snow leopard. But Disney seemingly found more footage, assuming they didn't just take it, like I mentioned earlier. But they have more footage now. This is going to be a good movie. Disney knows what they're doing, even if they do tend to ham it up a lot. If you're a fan of nature documentaries, then you should see this. And if you're a big fan of nature documentaries, you should see this in theaters. Just to see it on the big screen and experience that crystal clear picture with surround sound. I mean, if you're not a huge fan of documentaries, then you can wait and watch this. But I still recommend you watch it. Just do it at home. Born in China gets a 7.5 out of 11. All right, my friends, we have two movies left, and I'd actually be interested to know if you could guess this week's pick, if you knew what movies were coming out this week. I've seen a lot of trailers for Born in China. I have not seen any trailers for any of the other movies I talked about, including the next two movies. But the next movie on the list, and the movie that's not my pick, is The Promise. During the fall of the Ottoman Empire, a love triangle forms between a medical student, a beautiful woman, and a famous American journalist. This stars Oscar Isaac from Ex Machina, Christian Bale from The Dark Knight, Charlotte Laban from The Hundred Foot Journey, James Cromwell from Murder in the First, and Jean Reno from Leon, The Professional, or Leon, whatever. <laughs> I remember last month when The Ottoman Lieutenant came out, and I commented that I don't see many movies based around that war. Well, here's the second one this year. This movie actually has a lot of similarities with the Ottoman lieutenant besides just the war. There's a love triangle in that too. One of the possible lovers is a foreigner. The other is a soldier. There's a lot of similarities, but this one looks like it does it better. I've been referring to this as a war, and it's the Russo-Turkish war, but I don't want to pull a Spicer and downplay the Armenian genocide. So please know I'm well aware of the terrible crime, I just don't think it's a part of the movie. At least not that the trailer showed, or the Ottoman lieutenant for that matter, so that's why I don't mention it. Just covering my ass here, back to the movie. I bet you that this movie is going to go through quite a few big jumps. The love triangle meets. All is well and happy. The two men vie for the woman's attention, or she's already dating one of the men and the other is jealous. Time jumps. The war starts, they find each other again, and the focus of the love switches. Maybe because the other guy saved the woman's life, or she saved his life. Something changes it, and then the love the love triangle takes a turn. Time jumps again, the love triangle turns again, maybe someone dies. Maybe her, maybe she's the one who dies. I'm probably going to be horribly wrong, and if I'm not, then this movie is a joke because it's so cliche I guessed it without ever seeing it. Even The Fate of the Furious had surprises, and that trailer showed a lot. This film is going to be an English patient-esque drama, the type that can claim war is a character, even though as a writer I think sayings like that are overused bull****. If you want to watch a historical drama with a romantic touch, then watch this. If you want to see some fantastic performances, watch this. Otherwise, skip this and watch the next movie. This looks interesting, but ultimately skippable. The Promise gets a 7 out of 11. Alright everyone, were you able to guess what movie was my pick of the week? Because I'd be impressed if you did, because I haven't seen any trailers for this on TV. I haven't seen any advertisements on it on any websites. So without further ado, here's my pick of the week. The final movie is called Free Fire. Two gangs of gunrunners meet in a warehouse in Boston in 1978. 
things go south and both groups are trapped until one side is victorious and the other is wiped out. This stars Sharto Copley from District 9, Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson from Room, Army Hammer from The Man from Uncle, and Killian Murphy from Peaky Blinders. This was directed and written by the same people who did High Rise, the 2016 movie with Tom Hiddleston and Jeremy Irons. The director was Ben Wheatley, and it was written by him and Amy Jump. This looks like a crime comedy period piece, uh, but when most people think about period pieces, they think of old English stuff. But the 70s was a period, you know, it's a period too, and this movie is about that time. Thus, period piece. Charlotte Copley is a fantastic actor who's huge for a while and now is kind of a B-list actor. It's a shame because he's amazing. Want great examples of his acting? District 9, A-Team, Elysium. He did the voice of Chappie in Chappie. He is a great actor. This movie is actually full of great actors and even the smaller people, the C and D-list actors, look like they do a good job. I really want to see where this movie goes because from the looks of the trailer, most of the film takes place in the warehouse. So you have an hour and a half movie that doesn't leave a building. And there are other movies like that, like Dread never left that apartment block. High Rise, which I had just mentioned, takes place in said High Rise. But this one, it's in a smaller, con more confined space. So I really want to see where this goes. And if it does leave the warehouse then the trailer did a really, really good job of hiding it. This has a feeling like the nice guys, except there's no mystery aspect. It's just kill or be killed. The original cast had Luke Evans instead of Charlotte Copley and Olivia Wilde instead of Brie Larson. But I'm glad Evans and Wilde dropped out. I really like them, but I think Larson and Copley were better for the role. If you go see this, go see it knowing that you're going to watch a movie that's a stylized action movie first with a comedic tone coming up right behind it. This isn't a flat-out comedy in the normal sense. This just happens to be tongue-in-cheek funny with deadpan lines and over-the-top characters. I bet you people are going to die too, so keep in mind that this movie could get pretty dark and very real. Is this a movie that you have to see in theaters? No, not really. Especially with blockbuster season in full swing. We have Fate of the Furious, Power Rangers, and Ghost in the Shell still out. Guardians 2 is in two weeks. King Arthur in three. Alien Covenant in four. Pirates and Baywatch in five. That's it, folks. Be ready to have your weekend plans full until August. This is the last weekend where nothing huge is coming out for a good while now. Free Fire looks like a good and entertaining movie that's shot like an old-fashioned western, but with the color and tone of the 70s, with great actors and solid writing. Check this out if you've seen the big movies in theaters already and you want something new to watch this weekend. Free Fire gets an 8 out of 11. Alright, my future fans, that is it for this episode. There were a couple new news stories dropped today. I am recording this on Tuesday, so I'm sorry that it didn't come out on Wednesday. So here's a little last bit of news. First off, from trackingboard.com, James Gunn will return to write and direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 despite concerns that he didn't want to do it anymore. He had said about Guardians 2 that it's tiring, but it looks like he is coming back. And good news for everyone, really, but especially the Watch Your Mouth podcast, Deadwood is getting a movie. Hopefully, the script has been turned into HBO, according to Screen Rant. Spider-Man is now officially confirmed for the fourth Avengers movie, so says Screen Rant as well. 
And finally, some Thor Ragnarok news. Taika Waititi, the director, has cast himself as Korg. So if you're familiar with the Planet Hulk storyline, you would know who that is. All right, my friends, that is it. That is it for this episode. That is it for the last bit of news that came out as I recorded this. So let's wrap this up with the housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Tumblr, YouTube, and any podcast listening app, as well as a somewhat nerdy website. That's somewhatnerdy.com. I would really appreciate it if you took a few minutes out of your day to give this podcast a rating on iTunes. I would love five stars. Love me or hate me, I appreciate five stars. And then in the comments, tell me what you think. What am I doing right? What do I need to improve on? But then how do you reach me? That's a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or the Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. You can hit me up on Twitter at BilliamSWN. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Tumblr, Instagram, Untapped. All of those are BilliamSWN there as well. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast too. They're currently on a hiatus, but we'll be back in a week. Don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy site. Once again, somewhatnerdy.com for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy, signing off. I'll see you in the future.